0: This is a modern man podcast. I'm your host, JD Farrell, and we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. We just had our first official award show of 2021, presented to you by NBC, the 2021 Golden Globes, broadcast biculturally from LA and New York. On this episode of a modern man podcast, I'm going to recap through you some of my favorite shows over the past year that I watch, and I suggest you watch. Then go through some of the winners of the show, the big winners, and how they stole the awards from some of my favorite actors and actresses. And then I'll wrap up by telling you the shows you probably should be watching, shows or movies, because this is an award show that has shows and movies. So I'll suggest a couple of shows that maybe I looked over and maybe you looked over, and maybe you should give them a shot. It was, it was a decent award show for being virtual. Let me start off by saying, let's give a standing ovation. For the three female directors that were nominated for Best Director, amazing. Three of the five directors were female directors, led by one of my favorite actresses, now director Regina King, directing a phenomenal film, One Night in Miami. Just want to give them their due. I love award shows mainly because I love TV shows. I love filming, and I love great shows. I love shows that tell a great story because a little over a year ago when I was first going on this adventure trying to put a podcast out there, I was talking about why I enjoyed podcasts and filming, and it stemmed from my love of storytelling, and I was trying to tell the world about how much I love the differences among us because that's what's so great about america is that there are so many differences and there's so many different stories to tell and if you give everyone a chance to tell their story there's so many amazing shows and movies to be made and everyone can learn from each other by just being a part of creating a film or a series like that that goes to jane fonda this is going to show my age i am ignorant as fuck yes Whew, Jane Fonda is a bad woman. Jane Fonda used to be something. Yes. And the, yes, I was a mid nineties babies. Okay. It's showing my age. I did not know Jane Fonda used to look like that. I didn't know she was an activist, a feminist. Oh, uh, and she was, talking about storytelling and that's what she was talking about all the different stories and all these amazing shows that she didn't know about these cultures and didn't know about these types of people and watching these shows and series and movies gives her insight and gives her a better understanding even though she thought she was progressive and an activist she has no idea about some of these cultures oh but, Jane Fonda. but look, you cannot get the only I know Jane Fonda from the aerobics video and doing like monster in law with JLo. OK, I'm she could have still got it when she was, you know, grandma. But I'm just saying I didn't know Jane Fonda was whew, back in the 50s and 60s. OK. Back to what she was saying about storytelling. And her learning about these different stories from watching these shows. I'm going to go through a couple of my favorite shows. And most of the shows I like, they depict a story of something that I otherwise would be ignorant about. If I didn't watch the show. Like Rami. The first season of Rami, I had nothing, I had no idea. I would never have watched this show, but last year I watched the Golden Globes and Rami swept it. He won, I believe, two golden Globes for best actor in a comedy series and best series, a best comedy series. So I love Rami. Really normalizes the Muslim religions for you. Also, Borat was one of my favorite films as well. Obviously, to anyone looking at the American public, we look pretty fucking funny. Ugh. It didn't get a lot of praise, but normal people, please go watch normal people. I watched this show, I believe when the pandemic first, like had a huge shutdown, beginning of 2020, an Irish love story. Oh my gosh, that, it just takes me back. I... I had some feelings, so many, so many feelings watching that show. I I probably cried like three times too. Of course, Ozark. If you don't like Ozark, then just, just turn off this podcast, please. Because if you don't like Ozark, if you don't like anything Jason Bateman does, then maybe I'm not the person you should be listening to. Also, sex education, once again. Didn't get any type of recognition. But Sex Education was a great show. I think Bridgerton maybe came out too late to be submitted. Ratchet. oh, Ratchet. That's one of the last ones I'll touch on. Sarah Paulson is the queen. Okay. She can turn into anyone. Top Her with Cynthia Nixon. Miranda from Sex and the City, if you're not familiar. Oh, that was a phenomenal series. The show Mank, I was not familiar with it. It's on Netflix, so I'll check it out. Led the Way. Led the Way with seven nominations. Mank. Once again, if you're obsessed with the movie Mank, maybe I'm not the guy you should be listening to. Obviously, it was virtual. We didn't have a red carpet, so it's kind of lame and stupid, and we're whole past the best dress thing. But I do want to shout out, okay, my black girls. My black girls came out like always. Girl Tiffany Haddish was looking phenomenal. Of course, Regina King, Regina King, and then Viola Davis over there with her bad self looking good. I got I got to give up a little nod to Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, she came to play. I'm like, okay, girl, okay. Freaky Friday 2.0, once again showing my age. And then I got I got a shout out to the men too. I got to give out Mister. Jackson Lee, little Spike Lee's son. He he was looking a little too fresh to death too. Okay. Now now let me go through the overall just flow of the show how it was. They had Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosting. Which what are you gonna do? You're gonna get someone new in the pandemic trying to host this thing? No. They hosted it for the fourth time. They surpassed Ricky Gervais as the most exhausted host of a award show. But honestly, it wasn't too bad. I'm not going to lie. They didn't do too bad compared to most of these award shows. I would describe them as there enough to know that they were present. And they just, they they didn't take any risk for sure. It was bi-coastal. We had Tina Fey over in New York and Amy Poehler repping the good old LA. Like I said, the intro, their monologue, you know, had some decent jokes. I laughed. They did the typical little jabs at the celebrity. Like, it was very safe. Very safe. Then they brought in Maya Rudolph is always floating around. If Tina and Amy Poehler... Kristen Wiig's around, and Maya Rudolph is around. Not that I got anything against Maya Rudolph. I like Maya Rudolph, but she came in, did a little skit with Keenan about how they're the most exhausted speeches ever, and it definitely ran long and was very bad. I think they should have not tried to run off some of the actors and directors making awards and let them speak a little longer and just... Crossed out that skit. Also, loved Cynthia Nixon's. Again, if you do not know Cynthia Nixon, she was Miranda from Sex in the City. If you don't know Miranda, she has short red hair. She was the lawyer. Okay. Cynthia Nixon had the Bernie cut out, the meme of Bernie in her background. I think that wins. She wins. She wins. She wins. They also did this little first responders bit. That was pretty funny. Had some of the famous actors like the Glenn Closes and Don Cheadles saying, hey, doctor, I got a little stomach problem. Can you help me with that little? That was pretty funny. That that was pretty good. Once again, for me, being so obsessed with TV and movies, Showing my age, I had no idea about this guy, Norman Lear. He, Fonda won the Achievement Award for like a drama series, like the Cecile Award. And he won the Carol Burnett more for comedy. I did not know this man has been pushing the boundaries in writing and producing on television since the 70s. Talking about issues on race and inequality in the 70s. Cursing, saying, God damn it. Talking about abortion in the 70s. And this continued from the 70s to 80s to 90s to early 2000s to 2010s and now into the 20s. I really have to salute this man. Because a lot of the shows that he produced over the years, I definitely watched. And for him willing to write about shows like this when there was no other shows like that on the air. I salute him for that. Now, let's get down to the needy-greedy. The winners, the losers. Who pissed me off. 'Cause really, you know, I want Ozark to win, I wanted Queen's Gambit to win, okay? Ratchet, and that's about all. I feel like some of the shows were and movies were definitely overhyped. But they they come out with the bang, they always do. Any award show. Best actor in a motion picture drama. Boom. Daniel Kaluuya. My boy, yes. I put it out there. Number one film, I said in 2021, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. It didn't get nominated personally, but at least individually, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, he won. Best actor in a motion picture drama. Oh. See, and then Black was beautiful at the Golden Globes because back-to-back, best actor in a TV show drama. John Boyega won from Small Axis. Back-to-back Black, baby. So, a little Black pride, a little Black power right there. Ain't too mad about that. And then this was one of the sweeping awards here that was kind of making me like, damn. Because they won, I believe, last year. And again, Shits Creek, Catherine O'Hare, she won for Best Actress in a TV Comedy. And I believe last year, they won a couple of these awards. But then this year, she won, and then they won, I believe, again, Best Comedy, and then She didn't win. I, I thought the girl Best Supporting Actress won, but no, she lost. But still, shish Creek won for Best TV Comedy, and Catherine O'Hare won for Best Actress in a Comedy. Very impressed. I'm like, when shish Creek first came out, I was like, eh, it's okay, but I don't really get it, and then somehow it just caught on. Soul won Best Animated Film. I guess you could have seen that coming. But I really did like Crudes. Croods was good. Mark Ruffalo won for Best Limited Series, Drama, TV. And he was our only actor who did the Save the World speech. And usually I hate when someone comes out and previously it was like anti-Trump speeches and stuff like that. And I hate when they actors try and make you feel like you got to be a better person. And it's easier to be a better person when you're making seven, eight million a year and living in your mansion. But he was talking about Mother Earth and saying we all have a duty to protect murder, Mother Earth. And I believe that. And you can stand on your soapbox all you want because we do need to protect this earth. So Mark Ruffalo. Goodbye, you. All right, we got best screenplay, Mr. Aaron Sorkin in Trial of the Chicago Seven. I was not as high on Trial of the Chicago Seven. Maybe it was more highly regarded because of the intricacies of dealing with seven different kinds of actors and roles and really defining them compared to Judas and the Black Messiah. But I believe that Judas and Black Messiah was a much better movie. But a lot of people like Aaron Sorkin. Shortly after the shit's creek domino started to fall, that's when the the real domino that really started to not hurt me cause none of this is personal or anything, but where I really didn't like where the Hollywood foreign press was going and giving every damn award to the fucking crown. First Emma Curran. She won Best Actress in a TV drama. See this I got knocked down twice on this one. Not only did Laura Linney. From Ozark, who was phenomenal in season three. Wendy Bird, oh, she was phenomenal. Then Sarah Paulson, she lost. And Ratchet, come on. But yeah, Crown won Best Actress in a TV drama. Then they won Best Actor in a TV drama with Josh O'Connor. Jason Bateman lost that one again, close to home. Then The Crown won Best Series TV Drama. The Crown beat out, once again, Ratchet and Ozark. Two shows, highly rooting for. Very, very passionate about. And then, number four, Chop It All Up. They won Supporting Actress. TV drama. Gillian Anderson, the only one, the only re- she she beat out my girl Julian Garner, who played um, what's her name Ruth on Ozark, and Cynthia Nixon, and Ratchet. But like I said, the only reason I do, I mean, I'm okay with Jillian Anderson winning this one. It's because she was the lead. She was the uh, psychologist in sex education. So she didn't win for that role. She won for her work in The Crown. But I like that she did get the recognition. Best actor in a comedy. My boy Rami. They let my boy rot. He didn't win this year. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. I have not turned on Apple TV. I guess I have to now. I was thinking the show looked interesting, but I'm like, I, I don't trust Apple TV. But no, Jason Sudeikis in his hoodie. Everyone's claiming he was high as fuck. One. Shout out Jason Sudeikis. Okay, he didn't know what to say. Another thing made me happy. Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot, this was my second favorite movie the 2021, after Judas and the Black Messiah, really enjoyed her role in I Care A Lot, where she played the, um, what was it, uh, benefactor or whatever, She, when people got too old to take care of themselves, then she would, it's the whole Britney situation, I can't think of it right now, but She oh conservator, yeah. She would come and take over their estate, put them in a home, rob them, and it was a whole. It had a dumb ending, but it was a very suspenseful, good movie. Also, gave me a good laugh. Jodie Foster, she won Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Pictures in her PJs, the dog, and her wife just big chilling. Loved it. We all need that energy. Alright, after the Queen literally just hung me, hung all my hopes, I I was saved a little bit with Queen's Gambit getting some wins. Anya Taylor-Joy, she won Best Actress in a Limited Series TV movie I think for Queen's Gambit. She was phenomenal. She was nominated for multiple things, too. Incredible actress. But then, The Queen's Gambit won for Best Limited Series TV Movie as well. Oh. There was one part I definitely, I definitely teared up at some point during these awards. And it was when... Chadwick Boseman's wife accepted his award for winning Best Actor in a Drama Motion Picture. There's nothing more that I feel is just heart-melting than hearing a widow or widower talk about their recently fallen spouse if they were truly in love, like just hearing the pain that they're still going through, especially when you're accepting like an award or receiving appreciation and gratitude from people who appreciate your spouse. Like I heard this over the past year with Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's wife, as she would talk. Same thing with Laura London, with Nipsey dying. And just listening to her talk, about Chad's wishes and what he would have wanted. Oh, it just hits me because we're only here for a short, short time. And the only thing that stays when we go is just that memory and that effect we had on people. Move on. Best director. Three out of five women. Let's give a round of applause to the three out of five female directors. Unfortunately, my girl Regina King did not win. Chloe Zhao did. Of Nomadland. And I will be watching Nomadland. Tomorrow. I was going to watch it when it it just came available on Hulu recently. And I was thinking, uh, should I watch it? But there was a couple other things I had ahead. But I will be watching Nomadland. I will. Another one that just came on Hulu that now I have to watch is The United States vs. Billie Holiday. Andre Day, she won Best Actress for that performance, movie, drama. And just to see once again the whole room, because she had, I'm familiar with Tony Bell, and I forgot the actor who played Everybody Hates Chris, uh, but he was in the room. She had some family members, and just seeing the joy. That they had for her winning, oh, that is what's so beautiful about creating this art because you all know how much you put into it, and you you know you each played a part in putting this phenomenal piece of art together, and a lot of these things, a lot of some comedies, a lot of these big budget movies are just a meal ticket or just cash in a check, but a lot of these films as well, really, really connect with the artists and the actors and actresses that are playing those roles and they touch them and they help them grow so much so they feel like they put just as much into this as anyone else and they want to see it succeed and they just want to see people get something out of the film and that's what's so amazing about storytelling and oh now i have to watch united states versus billy Holiday. I would say the biggest surprise, but also I'm happy about. Let's give it up for Borat. Bunch of nominations and two wins. Borat won. Borat's subsequent film won Best Musical Comedy. Then Sasha Baron Cohen won Best Actor in a Comedy. Yeah, it was a great film. And he definitely made some great jokes accepting the awards on his behalf. But shout out Sasha Baron Cohen making a different film, trying to really showcase how easily you can be influenced by the media and the American system. And he said he almost got shot twice. The people were out there, you know, breaking so many laws, just doing whatever they could just to get this film out by election day. And you could see the urgency. And it was awesome. It was a great film. Really enjoyed it. So the granddaddy of them all, as they may say. That's the Golden Globe for the best drama movie. I went to Nomadland. So again, the movie, I said I will be watching. Mark my words, I will be watching Monday night. It's Nomadland. It won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. So to wrap it up, you know, I had no stake in these awards. I... I really didn't care too much who won. I just, of course, wanted the shows that I watched the most and I cared about the most. Maybe, maybe they do win. Maybe. And the biggest thing I do from this, from these award shows is, of course, I like to see the shows that I cared about win. But then, as any smart person, you take informa- new information and you assimilate it into that old information. So, I usually like to take who won from tonight, and obviously, give those shows a shot, so, these are the shows that I suggest you watch, if you have not, and these are definitely shows I will be watching in the coming weeks, because I gave you in the beginning, the shows that I've already watched, and trust me, watch those shows, okay, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to me, if you're going to be a listener, listen and watch those shows, but here are a couple of films, a couple of shows that I need to check out. The Crown. I did. I believe I watched the first two seasons when it was advertised as the most expensive Netflix show. Netflix show. It just didn't. I don't care about the royal family. I don't know what it is, but obviously it just keeps winning, winning, winning. So I'm going to try and rewatch The Crown. Same thing. Shit's Creek. I watched Shit's Creek, and I was like, okay, like, there's better stuff out there. (laughs) And that was a few years ago, so maybe it got better. Hunters. I just didn't really get it. I was going to watch it, but I'm like, eh, but Al Pacino was nominated. So, obviously, he was a great performance by a great actor, so I'm going to check it out. Mr. Ted Lasso. As I said, I have not turned on Apple Plus. Most people haven't, because Apple Plus is trash. But Flight Attendant was had multiple nominations, and so did Ted Lasso. So, I'm gonna give those a chance. Hulu, Hulu came up with Palm Springs, had a couple nominations, no wins. But I. I didn't think that movie looked any good. I watched some movie Hulu produced with uh what's her name from Parks and Rec who was dating Chris Pratt in the show. Talking to you like y'all are going to give me the answers. But I watched the movie Hulu produced by her and it was or produced by them with her and it was so bad and then some other movie. So I just didn't trust Hulu and their producing their own content but palm springs got nominated so let me give it a chance and then nomadland i believe they bought nomadland i don't think it was produced by hulu but give that a shot and hamilton hamilton has been around and i just i don't know it looks kind of lame to me but i'll check out hamilton last last but definitely not least has my boy Glenn from The Walking Dead Minari oh I think this is the one film it reminds me of Parasite of last year not because it's Asian okay but it just reminds me of that like had no idea what this film was but when I watch it I'm gonna be like whoa powerful because this is it won the award for best foreign film but it was made in america and it depicts the immigrant story growing up in america from the asian american experience to where i love watching different stories and to see a story about your own country but from an outside perspective that's going to be a great watch So that is all for this 2021 Golden Globe wrap-up show. It was, it was a virtual event. It was a bi-coastal event. It was an average event. Nothing to gripe about, nothing to complain about. We at least had some content. And with this world we've been living in for going on exactly a year now, it's nice to have some content to fill some type of normalcy. You can catch me later this week. Friday, I will be on Fargo Watch Party with my friend Stephen Merriweather. If you don't tune in to Fargo Watch Party, I'll see you next Monday for another episode of A Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we're presented to you by The Modern Podcast Network. Bye.